0: Well, hello, hello Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> How the devil are you?
1: I'm great. You know what? I listened to the podcast last week, um, and and the well, not last week, the week before actually, because we missed More a shades. week last week. I know <laughs> we've been dreadful. Um the little bit at the end of it that you stuck on the the oh yeah intro, I thought that was very funny. And then we just did it all over again just now before. Just right all over again yeah
0: every time and do you know i have to say it was odd listening to that because i remember listening to it back it didn't sound as awkward as it always feels yeah yeah i think there's there's no reason it should feel awkward. yeah i don't know
1: i just is i think it's one of those because we're aware that at some point it's like recording time recording yeah personality even though recording personality is just us but like it's just one of those we we are aware of the change even if there There is is a cognitive shift yeah exactly (laughs) exactly it's
0: it's like um if ever you like you go to like a, a like a family party or you're seeing extended family or or just like a big group of people that you know but don't really know
1: yeah yeah
0: and uh It's that moment before you step through the door and you're like, okay, now I need to make sure I can talk to people at Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's so
1: interesting how we code switch as well. Like, I feel like I'm pretty consistent with my personality, but I do Mm. 100%, depending on who I'm with, show various different sides of myself. And I always, I just, what's really interesting to me and I'm sure is, not fun for people to be around is like I love seeing other people code switch and and have that change in them but I'm sure they're very aware that like oh there's someone from my other part of my life blah 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 Mm. but um it's just so fascinating to me
0: yeah I because I don't know because I I think the biggest shift I ever do is when I'm like in company versus alone Mm. but I think the only shift is that like what is normally external when I'm with company yeah. is just internalized <laughs> when I'm on my own. So I don't really like change from person to person or group to group. I don't mm. think. I don't maybe think Maybe that's
1: do. maybe that's not true. Uh, do you, do you speak to yourself when you're alone?
0: I do sometimes. I do, I do yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And I'm because I I hate this myth that's like been perpetuated by films that anytime <laughs> you ever speak to yourself like I'll be walking into into um uni and I'll be like singing away to myself. I'll be mm. chatting to myself. Be, like I fully will do like presidential like length speeches <laughs> on on the way into uni, and I and I walk past people and I don't care. I don't care if they listen to my uh, world saving advice. Exactly. You you're prepared for when you do have to do the presidential speech. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, yes, I think we should normalise. I think so. Um, you're not going crazy if
1: you're talking to yourself. I also feel like, because in lockdown, like, I, for a good chunk of lockdown, I had to live alone, or basically alone, um, for, I'd say, like, in total, maybe four or five months. And oh, over the last two years, in different, like, areas of my life, and I developed a very strong habit of talking to myself, to keep <laughs> to keep myself sane, like, it was... It was yeah. more the other way around. I think if I didn't talk to myself, I, I would have gone a bit mad. But um, Yeah,
0: actually legitimately gone mad.
1: But I, I found by living with my new housemates that I still I just don't have an inner monologue anymore. Like it, when I'm feeling comfortable and like oh. at home and like very, very, like very <laughs> comfortable... I'll be like I'm just going to go make a cup of tea and yeah I'm just going to do this and Jack's like you don't need to tell me these things like you can just say it in your brain I'm like I don't even realize I'm doing it I'll be honest um I just I feel so comfortable with you that I'm just sharing you my sharing with you my every thought um but it's a compliment I'd say
0: no yeah I would I think that's a very big compliment I love that when um there is no bigger compliment for me actually <laughs> than when somebody feels comfortable enough to share their innermost <laughs> their innermost thoughts.
1: even if they are just like so mundane and bland it's like yeah. I think well, I'm gonna I hoover now especially so
0: <laughs> aren't the I think the more mundane is the more of a compliment because it's like you're not even you're not you're clearly not trying to impress me you yeah know, you know we're, we're at that place in life where we're close enough to understand that I sometimes think about hoovering, yeah. and uh, that is a very normal thing. And you're not going to go off me because of that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and yeah, it is. It is one of those that's been highlighted to me, which I, I don't. I don't necessarily have a problem unless someone else has a problem with it, and then I'm a bit like, "Oh, sorry." But, um, well, I
0: think you, I think you should embrace it on the podcast. Yeah, I think you should always now just be like, oh, no rate uh, my thoughts. Uh, I'm going to hoover when I finish recording today. I
1: am actually going to hoover when I finish recording today.
0: (laughs) I've been meaning to hoover my room for about three weeks
1: (laughs) its Is it one of those where, like, you're generally, like, a tidy person? This is what I'm, like... I'm generally very, you know, in my own space, like, relatively tidy. But it does mean that, like, stuff like hoovering slips under the, you know, slips under my radar because the room is generally quite... It never gets to a point of mess where it's, like, dreadful... But then I'm yeah. like, oh, I haven't hoovered in two weeks. <laughs> um.
0: I have to put in a disclaimer here because I know that um, if my mum and, and dad listen, <laughs> they will be going. No, Ed's not tidy. Ed's, Ed's room's a mess all the time. <laughs> my room at home is seldom perfectly tidy. Yeah. I will. I will put but that. But it's so up. different. But at university, yeah, my room is normally pretty clean. Yeah,
1: and um, I also think it's very different because like i don't know rooms from home and rooms from childhood is like very has different weight and connotation to it like yeah i know my room home home gets very messy and it's just because it's always been messy because i was a kid back in the day yeah and now here i'm like this is my own space i've got to take care of it type of thing
0: i think i'm also in a very different headspace when i'm at home versus university a hundred percent everything has to be like somewhat efficient at Mm. university because Mm. i just don't have time to like clamber through my floor drobe Mm. whereas (laughs) when i'm when i'm at home i'm like totally relaxed Mm. and so it's like yeah i'll get to that in a bit and it's fine and it's this is my space and it's safe and i know that it doesn't matter yeah no one's gonna walk in
1: yeah judge you thank god for chair drobes you said floor drobes i have a massive chair drobe that i need to sort out but it's just like so useful because I don't know. I don't know how people think. Func- I don't trust anyone who doesn't have at least a few garments of clothing on their chair or something. You know, like that to yes. me is a sign of 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 I don't know. You know, happy happy medium between overly tidy and overly messy.
0: Yeah, I think it's um. You've gone to the effort of uh, of, of putting not them in one place. The floor. Yeah, and you know yeah, like they're not
1: <laughs> anywhere that you necessarily you know need desperately 24 7 yeah but they are kind of on a place Out. they shouldn't be yeah
0: <laughs> i was talking to myself the other day yeah and um whilst i was uh kind of zhuzhing up my room again <laughs> and i like my whole conversation was like god my my room doesn't get tidy because it's it's messy it just gets tidy because i i don't put things back where it, where where they're meant to be mm. that was a that mm. was a life changing moment in my Though, as I say it out loud, it feels painfully <laughs> obvious. So, uh, no, I know uh, what you mean. Might just cut that out.
1: No, <laughs> no, uh, the bravery is to keep it in. <laughs> okay, it's in. It's, it's a in. valid, re- it's a valid realization. I think I'm the same, like, I think 20 million percent of my untidiness comes from it's just like you half ass the the tidying, and it's just like mm. y- it's it's like the chair thing all over again, you find you know a decent halfway point between fully completing the task and it's just it's just good yeah. enough, and then you know two weeks later you're like everything is kind of not good enough because you've not finished everything, yeah yeah,
0: yeah, uh, sorry, harking back to harking back. to... <laughs> Harking back to uh, the your inner monologue, I was speaking to somebody. Well, one of my friends from the foundation course. Um, she doesn't have an inner monologue. Oh. And I didn't realize uh, this uh, this group of people existed until speaking to um, my friend Grace, uh, but. Yeah, apparently some people just don't have an inner monologue. Like, like it's not—it's not that they have an inner monologue that's on the outside. They just don't think in words in their head. Oh, I mean, which blows my mind.
1: I guess I'm just trying to think if yeah. I sorry, I'm just gonna sneeze. No, oh, no, it's gone. Never mind. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. <laughs> I I mean, I was reading this thing. It was on the internet a few months ago about like the way that you think, and like some people think in like concepts and like vague abstract concepts and some people think in very clear images. Right. Yeah. And I'm definitely the first one. I definitely think in abstract complex. I I can't like specifically envisage, envisage, envision a red kettle, but like I know exactly what it is. And I think of, I don't know, but then to me having people with like a almost like a film of thoughts is a crazy yeah. concept but I guess it's the same thing like your monologue is not I I have very clear words and phrases and, and and very clear you know thoughts that have a voice in my head and I guess some people don't
0: that's true actually now that you mention it mm. do you know I think I I my first, my <laughs> you know in Ratatouille when uh <laughs> Remy gives a meal, the cheese and the grape <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. And he tells them to try them together. Like that sequence of like lights and shapes is yeah. what I em- I envisaged people to see when they didn't have a... But now that you put it that way, maybe that's more normal than I'd anticipated. Did,
1: so do you have image-based thoughts or just kind of abstract concept-based thoughts? Uh,
0: I... W- well, see... I would say the majority of my thoughts are like a legit, like a conversation like this, mm. just with myself mm. in my head, like, ah. I, I actually will talk like this to myself in my head. I'll be like, ooh, and now should I put that over <laughs> yep. and now I'm gonna put that over now i'm gonna add I get some that I get that this to my, yeah, yeah, I think that so might be
1: the same, yeah,
0: but then if 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 it's thinking about broader things, I think it is more of like an abstract like ideas based, yeah
1: like i definitely don't have like very clear film filmic kind of you know visions in my head not to the point where it's yeah. like oh passing out cuz how vivid these are but like like I, I i i understand that is how people think and i i'm like why don't i think like that almost like that seems like a really smart way of thinking just having a very clear photo in your brain
0: so do you not actually have a like a like you you don't talk to yourself when you like if you're thinking about something you're you're not like oh, what's that i maybe you don't have an inner monologue
1: i i don't know if i talk to myself i just talk (laughs) but like okay but i it's still it's i don't know it doesn't feel like a separate entity it's just very much like an extension of my speaking voice type of thing okay like i but i definitely do have words like i think that's why it's so easy for me to go into this like outer monologue when people are around me that make me feel fine and comfortable like i'm yeah. very much like then i need to do this and then after this i could do maybe i could do that kind of very much having you know yes. okay. clear yeah. words and clear
0: thoughts could you imagine not having that i'd feel so alone
1: yeah well maybe <laughs> it's something that's been developed like i don't know if i've always had it so maybe i do think i've developed it over True. over a specific period of my life which I suppose I, I think it makes me personally feel more articulate because I don't have to think of my words necessarily like just to speak them. They're already in my brain. Yeah. The words are already like how I want them to be articulated to, to myself. So they just have yeah. to like leave my mouth.
0: Yes. OK.
1: yeah
0: You're very good at putting these these things into into well formulated ideas
1: i i i am i am <laughs> you are yeah, it was meant to come out as a question but it came out more sure so i'm just I gonna am. own that yeah fake it till you make it i am yeah
0: quite right thanks said. <laughs> i am oh sorry i've also just um so i saw my my dad last weekend and uh he re- recounted some information to me and i feel like i should note this on the podcast oh sure Mum was upset to uh, listen to me say that from the last episode, I, I said that I didn't really have books read to oh. me as a child. And and apparently mum was upset that I had uh, totally disregarded uh, my mother's reading to me as a child.
1: <laughs> We've got to get the record straight. So
0: uh, I should say that yeah. uh, my, my parents did read to me as a child. Um, <laughs> but what I will say is that I don't remember it at all. Ah, Um. <laughs> so sorry, Mum. What are you um, saying
1: about their reading, Starled?
0: My my mum has had many wonderful lasting impacts on my life, mm. but unfortunately, <laughs> reading a book uh, as as a young child has not been one of them. But well, you know, I'm of sure all the uh, of all the impacts my mum's had, I feel like reading a book it would be way down on the list anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. It probably so impacted you in a way
1: mom. that like you now maybe you don't just. Remember it clearly, the the memory, but it's probably helped you with, you know, who you are. You're, I think you're a very articulate person, and being read to while being young is quite a good way to there make sure go. that happens. Yeah.
0: Maybe it's all subconscious.
1: Yeah, I reckon so. There we are. Also,
0: for the sake of impartiality, I should also say my dad. Okay? <laughs> lots of wonderful impacts on my life so thank you to both of my parents
1: (laughs) so yeah I don't I feel like I've got a get out of jail for free card with that because my dad was definitely the only person who read to me as a child as in out of my two parents because my mum English isn't her first language so (laughs) I would read better than she would so so I don't have to shout out to my mum she knows she's not read to me and that's okay we're we're in a good place for that
0: now, this does uh, bring me on to a question that I've been meaning to ask you for a while. Mm. How is your uh, Indonesian going?
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, not that question.
0: Uh, have I just outed you? No, <laughs> no. So,
1: well, I have kept it, you know, pretty... Like, I do try to speak it, and and I always try to, when I'm on a call with my mum, try to speak a majority Indonesian. And there's actually mm. someone at work now. I work at a restaurant, and... um and she she's from Indonesia, so we get to speak Indonesian then. but it's it's very it was actually quite a interesting moment meeting her at work because I realized how limited my vocabulary is. I, I knew it was very limited, mm. but when you're speaking to your mum, someone that you've been speaking to with your whole life, you definitely develop a a, a set of vocab that you often use with that person. And so I'm very much more articulate with my mum because it's kind of the words that we already use and we know and we, and we do see. tend to talk about similar things. And, and um, obviously my Indonesian comes from her. So I feel like I'm actually very articulate with her in my Indonesian. But as soon as I met this girl from work, it was just like, oh, uh, not everyone speaks with my mum's vocabulary. Not everyone speaks in this shared <laughs> kind of code that me and my mum have. Um, And there's so many other words out there that I just don't have any idea like what they mean. And also my mum speaks like in a certain pace and meter that is very easy for me to understand. And obviously not everyone speaks like that. And so um, this person from work was like talking to me like pretty much as fast as I'm talking now. And it mm. was very like, oh, hang on, can you slow down? <laughs> <laughs> I need to understand you, but it's very fast. So, um, yeah, it was a good indi- indication of how far I'm yet to go with my Indonesian. But
0: that is true of, of every language, though, isn't mm. it? Because, mm. I mean, even in English, like if I went to the ends mm. and uh, tried to make, like, conversation with somebody, <laughs> I don't think I'd, um, <laughs> I'd do so well either. So, <laughs> you know... Yeah, swing some roundabouts. <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess so. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was just it made my day to hear. Here you go. If I went to the ends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, you
1: know. Well, exactly. There's different different ways of speaking in each language, and and um, yeah, and also like my mum is. Oh, we're going into a bit of an Indonesian history lesson here. Oh god. Um, so basically indonesia is a very very old country um they mm-hmm. i think they found the oldest like indication of human scripture on like cave walls in indonesia so wow. very very ancient ancient yeah. cultures and civilizations um which meant and also because
0: america <laughs>
1: <laughs> born in the us um anyway um so because it's also an island nation it developed very like distinct cultures between each island and each area of Indonesia which had its own languages and various different cultures and so when the, when the dutch came and colonized which is like a sentence i say more often than than i care to admit <laughs> tweet
0: <laughs>
1: so when the dutch came and colonized um and they and they needed to kind of bring all of indonesia together which was at the time the dutch um the dutch 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 east indies just dutch 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 east indies yeah the dutch east indies um i i um i think they they had to kind of get indonesia to come together and speak one language for trading purposes and
0: uh, okay
1: so they just took the main language of trading in the area which was malay malaysian now i guess um but malay at the time And used that among all the cultures. And then with a lot of Dutch influence, it became Bahasa Indonesia, which is like its own language. Very separate from all of these little other languages from these very distinct cultures like Sundanese, Javanese. Um, It's not based on any of them. It's based on Malaysian, really. Mm. So there's one language for all of Indonesia now. um, But each different pocket of Indonesia has its own heritage, local language. Um, mm. And so my mom is Batak, which is a language completely different from Indonesian, has no roots connected to like a lot of the, there's no, it's not mutually intelligible. So mm-hmm. a lot of, the words that she would use with me as a child was actually Batak and not even Indonesian. So I, for a good chunk of my childhood, I thought I knew these words in Indonesian. And then I'd come across other people from Indonesia or my mum's friends who are Indonesian, (laughs) or like I found out the other day this girl from work and I'd say a Batak word and thinking it was Indonesian, she'd be like, what? Excuse Uh. me? So it turns out like, I'd say maybe like 30% of my vocabulary in Indonesian isn't even Indonesian so, um, oh. yeah, that was a little history lesson on Indonesia for you,
0: yeah, that is very interesting.
1: there you go, yeah,
0: Huge you nation fascinated by um linguistics
1: i love I love languages, I wish I could speak them more. They're just so interesting.
0: Well, I wish I could speak more of them <laughs> um, uh I feel like I've done right. quite well with English, yeah <laughs> but, yeah, you've um, nailed that one mastered that one really branched out since I've tried Spanish so many times. Mm. I'm just, um, moi mal.
1: <laughs> I have no, I, I don't know what that means. I'm slowly learning Italian from my Italian housemate, but I'm only learning like rude phrases. Um, oh yeah, Do you know, I very nearly <laughs> just
0: exclaimed a rude Italian phrase <laughs> for getting, um... The weight of yes. it. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, but just very,
1: very crude phrases. And, um, I'm like, I don't, I don't think this will be at all helpful for me if I ever had to, you know, find myself in Italy and have to get, r- get through and go, go around <laughs> places. Yeah. I just.
0: Just like Mr. Bean, just yeah. like swearing at people unintentionally. Yeah. yeah. Making well, your mum jokes. The difficulty is if most of the time the words you hear from them are when they're playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> that is quite a dangerous way to pick up a language. Yeah. I mean, if you learn English, just by listening to my brother, listen to video <laughs> games. Y- I mean, you would be very limited <laughs> you'd be vocabulary, the yeah. person yeah. on yeah. earth.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's not an uh, ideal way to learn a language. I will
0: say. There's a funny little anecdote for you. Well, I hope it's funny. <coughs> I've, uh, I should never have started that sentence <laughs> with, with "here's a funny." Um, we were. It was summer, and I think it was one of the lockdowns. Sorry to mention the L word. Yeah. Um, and we my my dad my mum and i think my sister were sat on the decking outside the kitchen mm. and downstairs is like the games room and they both face out onto the garden and so they were on the decking and then the games room downstairs where my brother was playing the xbox and he had the windows open oh and in our neighbours garden next door was our um <laughs> neighbours who were reading their grandchildren A story from like, (laughs) it's one of those, you know, you see those heartwarming videos of like grandparents Mm. reading their grandchildren a story from Mm. like 20 feet away. Just and Mm. it's the only time they've seen them in about Mm. seven months. And Mm. it's all very, (laughs) very sweet. Are you sitting comfortably about it (laughs) again? At which point. An absolute torrent of abuse (laughs) comes out the window (laughs) from my brother. And it was one of those moments where everybody in this situation, apart from my brother, was painfully aware that they'd all just heard exactly what being said. And everybody just totally pretended it didn't happen. So um, to my wonderful neighbors uh, back at home, I apologize. apologize. (laughs) Did your brother apologize? I'm not sure that he was even made aware that it had <laughs> happened until a couple of weeks later. <laughs> we did go and close the window, though.
1: Yeah, okay, that's that's all right, then. <laughs> the least you could do, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. No, I I um, I'm, I am have the opposite problem with Indonesian, as in I learned it when I was like, well, all through my childhood up until, like, I'd say about nine years old, that was the last time I went to Indonesia, like, regularly before okay. my 10-year trip afterwards, um, and um as a child obviously you're not really privy to you know getting access to swear words and and <laughs> yeah. and you know all of the words that i know in indonesian are very much like i guess the missing part of what i'm like missing in italian is just very like So PG. And whenever I I try to insult people, it's just like, oh, you're stupid. And it's like, (laughs) that's all I was allowed to know when I was a child. So I don't have any words that have any weight. I'm not up to date as well because, you know, I'm not up to date with the current, you know, vocab in like Jakarta, for example. So I'm very much, it's like almost saying, you know, oh, you're a ghastly soul. Like it's very, (laughs) very dated, very PG. And it's just kind of embarrassing because I'll be there with the intention of saying something horrendously, really you heavy know. Really hitting. Yeah, and it would just, <laughs> I can imagine it just sounds like a grandma's just come out and, you know, <coughs> I don't know, said something that was you know, quite heavy back in her day, but it just now doesn't sound anything as, as mean or mean-spirited as, as she would like. I think,
0: I think we should bring back the phrase Oh you're, <laughs> to, <laughs> <At some point. laughs> oh, you're a ghastly soul. I think that needs to... I'm going to try and use that this week at some point. Oh, you're a ghastly soul. Oh, my golly, golly, gosh. That's <laughs> what I've been trying to get back into golly circulation.
1: Golly, gosh. golly, golly, gosh. Yeah, whatever happened to golly, gosh? Golly, gosh. I mean, I do use gosh from time to Crumpets. time. But it's never in an it's never in a not ironic sense. I feel like I'll only apply it if it's somewhat ironic. If it's oh gosh, oh, oh no,
0: because <laughs> I do use it, and then I, well, normally I'll be like, oh my gosh. Uh,
1: okay, yeah, okay. Which is a normal. Yeah, use, yeah, that is a normal use.
0: I think I don't know. I think sometimes I become like painfully aware that people might be like religious and, mm. and upset by oh my god. Yeah. So, but I don't know why, because it's rarely, and sometimes I'm just overcome with the feeling of not saying <laughs> God. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from.
1: <laughs> oh, religious trauma? <laughs> uh, yeah, gr- growing up
0: in a Church of England primary school. A yeah, lovely maybe. Church of England primary school, I should say.
1: Subliminally kind of telling you not to use the G word.
0: The G word in My vein. favourite
1: is, um, I used to have a couple of friends who are very heavily religious, and their substitute was in my days, and I love that.
0: Oh, my, oh days. my
1: days, oh my
0: days. We went on a holiday to, the, uh, to France once, and there was, it was like a group of villas, and then in the middle there was like a kind of central clubhouse thing that if you were in a villa you had use Access, of it, there was like yeah. a pool table. And there was somebody there for the two weeks that we used it, it was about our age. Mm. And he always used to say, oh my days. <laughs> And so for about <laughs> six months after that holiday, myself and my brothers always used to be, oh, my days. <laughs> uh, everything. Oh, so, it, oh, my days is is off the cards for me. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't detach it from that situation. You yeah. can't detach yeah. it from that.
1: I, I mean, because I also, a lot of these friends were from the Cotswolds as well. It was a very different accent to how you just um, showed us. It's very, it was oh. like, oh, my days. <laughs> it's just, you know. Quite up, you know. Quite, you know, clipped and and not necessarily posh, but you know, very Cotswoldian. Oh my days! Oh my days!
0: Oh, oh my days!
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I should probably, you know, be aware of the the the, the good old G word. Um, I, but it's just so it's such a classic, you know. And I also think, you know, in, in contemporary times, I, I don't think too many people are overly offended.
0: Um. No, I don't think that many people are, really. Mm. But uh, so w- as I say, I don't know why. I mean, I say far more offensive things. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds... That, that <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that much more You're offensive mean, things. Misogynist, homophobic, <laughs> you know, all of them. I do say slightly more offensive <laughs> yeah. things yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah, so, yeah. Um,
1: I think for me, I have a terrible problem of forgetting... In a church, that, that is not... Uh, that is has been... Because I used to go to church every Christmas Eve with my mum because she's Christian. And I would just, you know, being like 10, you bloody forget like you just mm. don't realize and yeah i don't know she also never like told she never had a problem with it because it's like the english isn't her first language so i was never ever told oh you know you shouldn't say that because but like i would fully be blaspheming in a church and <laughs> I, I had to learn the hard way like
0: jesus christ yeah
1: <laughs> oh dear yeah
0: well, i well cause so when i started bell ringing oh. as you do um I <laughs> see. I was very much of the. I was very very aware of mm. like. I don't say Jesus Christ. Mm. I don't say. Mm. And uh, I quickly discovered that um, bell ringers are <laughs> very very relaxed about. Filthy I mean, mouthed. bell ringers historically, bell ringers have always been like slightly anarchistic. Mm. They would. Like historically, they would they would lock the vicar out of the, the <laughs> ringing chamber, and they would get hammered in the ringing chamber after ringing the bells, and <laughs> like all sorts of like. It's um, historically they've been quite a, a ravenous bunch, mm. so um, quite quickly unlearned that. Mm. Um, the one <laughs> thing you should never do though is cross your legs in a ringing chamber. So oh, why cross not? Your legs. Well. Because see, it's funny because it sounds silly until mm. you realise that a ringing chamber is effectively kind of six slash eight slash twelve slash however many mm. bells you've got like nooses just mm. throwing <laughs> themselves up and down, just trying to catch onto anything that will uh, provide some kind of grip yeah. for the loop to go through. So if you've got your legs crossed and when uh, <gasps> oh. one of your feet is off the ground, then um, it, it's it's not common but it has happened where somebody's like leg has been hoiked up oh
1: my god and
0: uh yeah there's a there's a a not funny but also very very funny video of three men in a little ringing chamber and um one of the bell ropes catches onto a big <gasps> candlestick and it's just chaos ensues oh my god um, but yeah there's things like that which you wouldn't think about anywhere yeah. else but uh
1: so if your leg gets caught, <coughs> something in my throat, if your leg gets caught, at least you have the other leg if you're not crossing your legs. Is that the kind of, I
0: don't know. Well, no. So the idea is that if you if you cross your legs, mm. you're just susceptible to being hoiked up. Uh, and if, if you do get hoiked, like your whole body will, you'll yeah. be taken. Oh my so, God. Um, if you have to make sure you keep both your both your feet on the floor.
1: How thick are the ropes when you're bell? I obviously know they might change from bell tower to bell tower, but
0: well, uh, they're pretty they're pretty standard. So there's there's different sections of the rope. Oh, <laughs> welcome, welcome to bell ringing hour. Yeah. Um, so the majority of the rope is like like normal rope, I would say. Um, it's probably I don't know. I want to say it's like. Maybe a centimetre and a half, two Mm. centimetres in diameter. Mm -hmm. Like, probably not any, like, thicker than, like, a a one penny. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also the big fluffy bit, which everybody recognises as being for bell ringing, and that's called the Sally. But that is, that's quite thick. That's like, um, yeah, that's probably, like, five or six centimetres in diameter. So, you're... (laughs) <laughs> the sorry and the, and the tail end so you pull on different parts of the rope depending on where the bell is and it's all kinds of so fun, fascinating to me complicated things
1: you have such interesting hobbies
0: well bell ringing I have to say is very very fun and it kind of ties into um, I don't know because I always like <laughs> I always <laughs> I was dreadful at science dreadful at maths but I mm. al- was always a bit interested in it mm. that sounds like such an oxymoron like i was dreadful at them both yeah but always like did have a bit of um but it also ties into a bit of music and Mm. a bit of rhythm and Mm. um so i think it's great fun because it it, Do you have a next your next gig on
1: on the horizon
0: well no so because i was ringing in the cathedral Mm. last year Mm. or the year before last Mm. um but I'm just too busy when we're here. So when mm. I go back home, I go and ring uh, in one of my local towers back at home um, on the Thursday practice and at little um, ceremonies and things Aww.
1: like that. Have you ever bell rung for a wedding before?
0: I have, and well, oh. the awkward thing about <laughs> the wedding was oh. that, um, well, because the ringing chamber at the church back at home is um, it's got glass wall. That goes into the main like body of the church. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not religious at all, so I don't mm. really know the name of the. Is it that? No, not the vestry. Well, I don't know what it's called.
1: I I think I know what you mean. Just the Let's, the big torso. The, the, the,
0: the pews in it. Yeah. Uh, the torso of the church. So
1: the torso of the <laughs> church.
0: And uh, and the bride and groom kind of finished, and and then we we ring them back out of the church. Mm. And as they are walking down the aisle everybody was filming them going down the aisle. And then mm. as they as they got to kind of halfway round and kind of clocked and could see us, mm. <laughs> everybody stopped filming the bride and groom <laughs> and started filming <laughs> us. <laughs> Bearing in mind, we're not ever really, like we're not really dressed for a wedding. We dress mm. like s- smartly, but mm. not by any. Yeah. So we're all there kind of feeling kind of shy and embarrassed yeah. about being filmed. <laughs> and you staged the, poor the bride and groom. And groom yeah Dear
1: that's me oh, I just but love no, the sound of wedding bells, like I like church bells, but there's some there's i mean i don't know I don't know anything about bell history, but I feel like in my head wedding bells the the way they're rung on weddings is like has a different set of cadences and a different set of notes, and I don't know way way than which it's played, but maybe that's just from film stereotyp- stereotypical films.
0: Well, you know, I, I won't ruin the magic for you. Let's, um, yeah, it's very different. It's very, very different. It's the same, the
1: same sounds, isn't it?
0: Exactly the same. Yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> it's okay, just ruin my dreams. <laughs> well, maybe it's different. Is, oh, is it? Well, it depends. Uh, not, not all funerals are different. Um, but we do mute half of the. half I can't, oh my comic. I'm so sorry if you've tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> we're this is really bell ringing out, out. <laughs> i'm interested so, by it the middle bit in the bell that like actually strikes the 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 wall of the mm. bell is called the clapper mm. and so we have mufflers that we put on the clapper so like um sometimes it so if it's like the funeral for an incumbent rector or mm. i don't know like like a notable like normally if if they're an old bell ringer then they they'd They'd half muffle, so one mm. of the one of the chimes of the bell would be muffled, and then the other one would sound normal. Mm. And then if a monarch dies, then Ooh. you you muffle both sides. Yeah. Damn, yeah. So that does sound different. Yeah,
1: when when um oh,
0: I've forgotten his not
1: Prince F-
0: Philip Prince um, Philip? Yeah, when when
1: um when he died, uh, I remember I was on a walk, and um the bells just kept, and it was very sad actually. They were going telling. for like an hour and a half it felt like. It was just like a very long time to be, but like, it was a bit like, oh my God, this is tradition. Like this is a big Mm. moment in the history of, yeah.
0: Well, I think as well, uh, what I kind of forgot and didn't really realize is like how how much of a history like England has with bells. Mm, Like like, during wartime and like, Mm. uh, there was so much of our like, culture as mm. an english group mm. of people is it's like in some way tied around bells like mm. because it had such a big impact on like just the way the day the way mm. that the day was run back yeah. in the old days and also and like so
1: it's like churches operated almost like beacons like of each like small like village or civilization you know like it it yeah. was it was like oh you're near you know near a village because there's a church or you know you, there's they, uh, I mean, churches being open to to people who might not have a home or need a shelter for the night or, you know, it's kind of like a little beacon of, I'm not religious, but I churches, I guess, historically, almost like beacons of hope for people.
0: Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not religious really either, but um, I say really, I'm not religious at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, I don't know, like one of my favorite places to go here is the cathedral mm. because it it is a place of um great solace and
1: yeah history and
0: and especially i don't know like bells are there in all of your kind of best and worst moments of life <laughs> like when people get married mm. when when you're having a funeral when mm. you get christened when mm. you get you know
1: that's so true that's so very true yeah i guess that's that's linked. um Side effect of living in a society where Christian country, yeah, yeah, Christian country, yeah, yeah. True. I'm, I'm very. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in the mood for hearing some bells now. After some bells. After I really now.
0: missed it during lockdown. I have to mm. say, and like in a, um, in a funny way, I just hadn't um, been quite so aware. And now, if 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 they're if they're ringing, then mm. I can always hear them now. Mm. So. Uh, they can always listen out for your, for your church bells. It's
1: like you're the Ryan Gosling of bell ringing. <laughs> you know how in La La Land he's like, it's always in the background. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it's elevator music. And now, now I've pointed it out to you, you'll start realizing it. And then she's like, I hear it in this restaurant. I, I must go that's you you
0: know it's me
1: after people have listened to this podcast they will now listen out for bells in the same way bells. emma stone listened out for jazz yeah yeah there you and go. the other
0: great thing about bell ringing is um we practice for an hour every week and then we go to the pub for f- oh. three hours So, <laughs> <laughs> carrying on the history of them um, the <laughs> exactly. naughtiness of bell ringers yeah. yeah 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 it's
1: tradition you have to
0: it is and mm. we must yeah, it's um, important to up,
1: uphold some traditions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. M- yeah, beer must be consumed. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise oh it's not bell ringing.
1: No, it's not. It's just
0: bell ringing. Actually, <laughs> refers to the sound of the clink of the glasses as you cheers in the pub. Not ah, the bells. So yeah, no,
1: it's no, it's t- the bells is actually just a precursor to <laughs> yeah, to the actual no, bell ringing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How big is your bell ringing troop?
0: Um, well, so. At my at my my home tower, there's
1: home tower. Oh,
0: well, oh God, I don't know actually because
1: I love that home tower. <laughs> that's such a nice way of saying it.
0: The the size of of the troop was greatly reduced over lockdown. Ah. That's that's not because anybody died. God, that oh. sounded quite morbid. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. I no. I know just what you mean. um. Like people kind of uh, can't afford to come anywhere. Mm. Um. But, God, maybe. I would say we probably had like 10 to 12. Oh, wow. Maybe even a bit more than that. Maybe like 15 people would come each week. And we'd ring six bells and Mm. swap people in and out. Mm.
1: Nice. Yeah, it's a lovely little community.
0: Fewer people. After lockdown, I think there is fewer people. Mm. I haven't really um, been back to the tower much because I've been here. Your home tower. um, I might
1: start calling my house my home tower.
0: My home tower? Yeah. If you think about it. I might do the same.
1: I am on the second floor, so it basically is a home tower. I do have an upstairs. (laughs) I grew up in a bungalow, so anywhere with stairs is like, ah, home tower.
0: (laughs) Home tower? (laughs) Home tower.
1: (laughs) This place is so tall. It's got a second floor. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well actually that's
1: a good point I did I did want to bring this up I don't know why very specific thing
0: <laughs> you <go> so
1: <laughs> in England actually we wouldn't call it a second floor we'd call it the first floor because yes. we have a ground floor oh, and yes. then a first floor and then a second yes. floor but in America I think it's the mm. ground floor is the first floor right?
0: yeah yeah which always confuses me
1: yeah but I'm just I think they, theirs makes more sense i i mean i get our thinking but also like i don't yeah i yeah i I wonder why that is like i wonder why
0: well i suppose it's it i suppose it depends on because i would say like the english or like our english i don't know where it comes from but Mm. like our like way of doing it would be like to say the ground floor is just the ground and then the first floor is the first floor above up from that right and then yeah. so that's the it's like the first floor because the, the bottom floor isn't really it's a floor the ground. It's, just, it's just the ground
1: right okay yeah I guess ours makes more sense Where's Americans the, get on it
0: the American system is like there, that's the first floor yeah that's the second floor yeah. because there are now two floors
1: yeah yeah no I I see both sides I guess maybe I mean it's I don't know maybe it's because America's newer in it's like build Um. Mm. so I they just had the license to go. No, you know what? Screw the ground. We build this and this is like I don't know, I guess I'm sure it's something to do with the history of it. its it's it being a youthful country.
0: You know, a lot of um I don't know how many, but uh I th- I think a surprisingly high number of like skyscrapers or tall buildings don't have a th- have a thirteenth floor. Ah because yeah, yeah, twelfth yeah, to fourteenth.
1: Damn, yeah, that makes sense.
0: But I, d- I did want to point out to those people that that they they still technically do have a thirteenth floor. Yeah, it's just called fourteenth. So, yeah, just don't stay on the fourteenth floor. Yeah, avoid it at all costs. So yeah, just put putting that out there.
1: It's also America has blocks, and that's something that blocks. very weird to me as someone growing up in England, where we we don't you necessarily have. I mean, I didn't grow up in urban england i grew up in very much rural um yes (laughs) so that does really not make any sense to me but even in like more urbanized areas it i do we have blocks like as as distinctly as americans do like i don't think so because that's definitely to do with it being a newer country and they got to just like flat out just design their cities like
0: we're going to have this block and then this block but is that a standardized measurement of distance
1: I think not, but I I suspect it's very similar all round, right? Because yeah. they do really, like, it is used in so many books and movie dialogues and of, and just conversations of how to measure a length of time almost. Like how, you know, yeah. run around the block is a certain amount of time and people kind of understand that mutually. Like that it's just, oh, okay, that's X amount of time.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Gosh. yeah
1: Or like three blocks down. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> what is that?
0: Three I'm ten blocks, blocks away. Yeah,
1: what does Come that on. mean? <laughs> is, is that long? Is that very quick? I Yeah. Any Americans listening, enlighten us. I just I I I'm very lost when you talk about things in blocks. Anyway, that's America well, for you.
0: <laughs> that's a it's a good place to wrap it up yeah. this week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Americans thanks for listening
0: to bell ringing weekly yeah. um indonesian
1: <laughs> history month and uh, also why americans confuse me occasionally
0: <laughs> what a fun eclectic mix of <laughs> conversations today <laughs> um which i should say if you um do have anything you want us to talk about mm. send us a dm
1: yeah our instagram yeah, is, is always w- open a one in a while yeah Oh, if, even if there's nothing you want us to talk about, just just come say hi just dm say yeah, hi, yeah, yeah amazing oh, and
0: i'm gonna gonna give out uh i am gonna give a shout out to ollie mm-hmm. uh Ollie first year this week who uh very excitedly came over <laughs> and asked for the name of the podcast so thank you, ollie and uh, I hope you've listened all the way through otherwise this will be this awkward. will be very awkward yeah. but but if you have listened this far through. Uh, congratulations and thank you because you've endured 45 minutes of of a (laughs) a weird conversation today (laughs) oh dear
1: well i'll see you next week yeah take
0: it
1: easy stay safe have a good sunday evening